Let me tell you a very interesting story. ये एस्ट्रोनॉट्स पेन है स्पेस में फाउंटेन पेन बॉल पेन कुछ नहीं चलता तो लाखों डॉलर खर्च करने के बाद साइंटिस्ट ने ऐसा पेन इजाद किया जिसे कोई भी एंगल कोई भी टेम्परेचर जीरो ग्रेविटी में हम लिख सकते हैं वन डे वेन आई वॉज ए स्टूडेंट द डायरेक्टर ऑफ आर इंस्टीट्यूट कॉल भी मुद्दे डर गया शोर में दिस पेन दिस इज अ सिंबल ऑफ एक्सलेंस आई गिव इट टू यू और जिस दिन तुम्हें तुम्हारे जैसा कोई एक्स्ट्रा ऑर्डिनरी स्टूडेंट मिले तो ये पेन उसे पास ऑन कर देना बत्तीस साल से वीरू शास्त्र बुद्धे इज वेटिंग फॉर द नेक्स्ट वीरू शास्त्र बुद्धे What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Retro Movie Podcast, the podcast where everything is connected. I'm your host Jacob Thompson, and joining me is my co-host, friend, and the person most likely to walk around with a slide whistle. So when something funny happens, he can add a little note to it. Alex Perkins, Perk, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm well, thanks. Uh, and yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> We've been friends for a while. Last times, yeah. You know, whenever I slip on a banana, you're there, though. Whoop! You know, just to really. At its old entry, you know. Of course. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We were out for uh, a week because I was moving, and if you're watching the YouTube version, you can see I'm in a, a new shot uh, in my new apartment, and hopefully, audio sounds okay. It might be a little bit echoey this episode. Should be fixed by next time uh, if it's an issue. But glad to be back and glad to be talking about our movie this week. But uh, we post our podcast uh, every Friday, and every week talk about a movie that is somewhat connected to the last one we watched. And uh, this week we watch a movie called Three Idiots. Perk, why don't you intro it for us? Yeah, all right. So Three Idiots is a 2009 joint directed by Rajkumar Hirani, starring Amir Khan, Madhavan, Mona Singh, and Sharman Yoshi. Nice. I think did all right. Maybe mm-hmm. Yoshi, but um, at best effort. Uh, <laughs> it it follows three uh, engineering college students. Uh, through their time at the Imperial College of Engineering, <clears throat> and uh, and the antics ensue. Um, a couple fun facts: uh, the actor who plays Rancho Amir Khan when filming this movie was forty four years old. Yeah, I saw that, and I my mind was blown. I could not. <laughs> I would not have told. Couldn't have told it all, given it's maybe. It's a college setting, not a high school setting, you know? Still. The, the still. High school movies, it's always someone who's like in their late 20s, but... Yeah. 44, and to be very believable as a college kid, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. No, I I, 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 sh- I was shook when I read that trivia. Because I'm like... Because I was already thinking they did a really good job of making the actors look younger for the college. Yeah. For most I, of the movie, which is in college. and then I was going to comment on that. I For... They're all clearly the same actor. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of aging down the actors or aging, I'm sure all aging down the actors. Like they look very believable as college kids. So I didn't see the trivia and I'm pure spitballing. Right. But I forgot to mention our connection from last week to this week was a guy named Satya Reddy, who is a VFX artist. And before we watched this, we, like last our episode, I was saying like, oh, I wonder what kind of VFX are going to be in this movie. And there wasn't really any VFX shots that I can remember. But I wonder if they're doing any VFX on like anti aging stuff because I know this is 2009, so it's a bit ago. But I know like in modern day Bollywood, they're doing that a lot of using VFX to kind of make actors look a little bit different or look younger or older. 
so I wonder if there that was there's some some VFX at play. But. I don't know. I think being from 2009, I feel like it would have stuck out quite a bit more if they yeah, were doing that. There. Yeah. Um, maybe just chalk it up to great makeup artists. And yeah. Lighting, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I was really impressed. Uh, and yeah. then the other fun fact I had was that uh, uh, Rancho for the whole movie is always moving because yeah. he, <laughs> the actor. Uh, was just watching his nephew and was like, kids these days never stop moving. So he applied that to the character. It works a lot, I feel like. If, uh, I think it so, It really too. adds to his character. Um, Perk, yeah, why did you think of this movie? Why don't you go first? I freaking loved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a great time. I, um, uh, As I've said before, I do, it's far from perfect, but it's like really enjoyable, great story, really, really good characters that yeah. you can... Well, maybe part of it's because I can obviously identify with a lot of the characters for a lot yeah. of reasons. Yeah. Um, but they're all believable. They all um, care, care about every character. Uh, you, you care really, really hard about the antagonists. Um, and and the acting's great. The, uh, it's, it's long, but I, I was never bored. And I, I watched it in two uh, sittings because I just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd... thumbs up for me for sure. Yeah, no, I, I similarly really, really love this movie. Um, I think it takes a little bit of time to get going. Um, but once we were kind of, once Rancho shows up and that the three of them kind of formed their like kind of friend group, I was all in. And yeah, as you said, like for me as well, this movie really hit home <laughs> a lot. Um, in a, in many different ways that I was not expecting. And also like, I was not ex- I, I should have known, but like I was not expecting to cry as much as I did watching this movie. Um, because like we're having a great time for most of it. It's like guys in college, you go into hijinks, and then this like shit happens and it gets really yeah. fucking dark at a few moments. And but it, it never feels like super unrealistic. Um there are a couple I have some critiques, you know, with some how characters behave in some instances, but overall, man, I yeah, I really, really love this movie and just such a such a fun time watching these. This like a f- good movie about friendship, you know. Definitely, um, yeah. I'd, I also it, up until the moment when we're introduced to and uh, see the demise of Joy. Yeah, it's been a pretty light movie up to that point, yeah. and then it's like, whoa, okay. Well, and just and also the the reveal that he had he had killed himself is at the end of a super uplifting song. Yeah. Right. We're the all is well song is super fun. I love, I particularly love the choreography when they're in like the showers. Yeah. I was going like, to bring that up. The, the bathroom dance scene is just hilarious and fantastic. It's and incredible. Well done. Yes. That must've been so fun to shoot. Um, you can still <laughs> having a blast and like they fix this thing, this drone and they're going to show it to him. And then it's just like, Oh yeah, he's dead. And it's just like, all right, this entire movie just completely flipped over. And um, I really appreciate <clears throat> the themes this movie like tried to tackle because I mean that's a movie like India has one of the highest suicide rates in the world. And they're like, no, we're like we're gonna we're gonna talk about this in a, in this context of this movie that is like lighthearted and fun, but also like no, well, these are real people or real characters, you know. And we want to be true to kind of the struggles that people go through, you know. Definitely. And also, I mean, I mentioned crying earlier. The, the entire run of Raju jumping, his being in the hospital in the coma, recovering, uh, Farhan talking to his dad and telling him how he really feels, and and then the Raju's interview, bawling that entire time. Like, I, I just, like, completely 
lost it. Because I think Raju, I feel like, doesn't get a ton of... I mean, that's not, not fair to say, but I feel like he like didn't get as much screen time as Raju and Farhan. But his relationship with Rancho was probably my favorite of him like apologizing at one point in the movie after kind of leaving them and going to hang out with Silencer or whatever. Um, and then just kind of while he's recovering Rancho's and, and Raju's relationship is like really, really got me. And uh, yeah, I just I really love all the relationships in this movie. They're, they're so well done. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think really all of the characters have such a strong dynamic. Um, e- even between the main characters and the main antagonist, uh, Professor Virus. <laughs> um, and I, I just think, I, I agree with you. I think maybe Raju was a little bit of the backseat, but I think it kind of came in waves. Like there was... Yeah. There was a lot more Farhan, and then there was a lot more Raju and Rancho's the through line. Yep. Um, and yeah, that the scene where uh, Raju steps out for a smoke. Uh, yeah. Was wow! Like yeah, it really it, they were hammering the point of um, the headmaster is. He's killing people. Yeah, he's he, extremely he can't abusive. absolve yeah. himself of this. It's yeah, it's a direct correlation, and um, some of his tactics are just like even far on past cruel. So uh, oh yeah, yeah, I, I didn't see it coming that that eventuality, but uh, it, I think it worked in context, and yeah, it led to a really great uh, character um, relationship dynamic progression between um, Rancho and Raju. Yeah. And and speaking of that, <clears throat> the scene, the headmaster, I, that's one of my critiques. Of this movie is I really love him as a villain and I like how where he ends up. But I feel like at some points it felt a little bit comic book villainy where like <clears throat> Joy passes away and Rancho like tells him this is murder. Right. And he's like, doesn't change. It's like, OK, that makes sense. But then like literally Raju jumps out of his office. Still no change. Pia t- then tells him his son committed suicide. Still no change. Like, there's one scene of him, like, sitting at, like, his desk being sad. But, like, it takes the birth of his grandson for him to finally change. It's, so, like, in, in light of three pieces of evidence before that, I would have liked to see a little bit more of a hint that he was, you know, seeing something or improving in some way. But he was just like, no, I'm the comic book villain and I have to. Well, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I definitely thought he was very cartoony. I think that was probably <clears throat> part of the point. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm getting blurry out here. <laughs> lost you there for a second. Um, the uh, I think it was like sowing seeds of doubt for him yeah. potentially. Um, we like we can see some scenes where he's uh, torn a little bit, um, but then what actually is like he really <clears throat> does need the kick of oh, your son, you killed yeah. your son, and then he's like. Oh God, maybe I have been like, not necessarily that it, it was a big straw that broke the camel's back. It's like there were some, some loose straw and then like mm-hmm. a palm tree was just thrown on the back there at the end. But Yeah. That's what I would like a little bit more of a linear. Yeah, it does. It does ramp. His character. It does ramp. I mean, a lot of this movie ramps really quickly in the end, yeah. which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but no, no, I think it works for the most part. Yeah, all um, of a sudden we're in like a. Uh, emergent pregnancy scare in a flood and it's like, oh <laughs> all right all right but, but like talk about that like 
that's such a movie thing, right? Of like, whatever, the night before the big test or the big event, like some of the crisis happens, the characters come together and fix it, and that's like, feels good. But I feel like this version of that was like the one of the best I've ever seen. Of like, they're using like real engineering and like real yep. science, and it just is very satisfying, and like, it just proves that these guys know what they're doing and they love each other and they're willing to help out their friends right and it just it just really really works like normally i'd be like oh this is kind of like deus ex machina or man's the right term but very convenient that this is all happening so they can showcase how they are right after they got expelled right but i think it actually worked really really well and it was i really enjoyed it it ties in so thematically well because you know they need to do engineering and Mm -hmm. it's it's one of the headmaster's children and uh uh, Rancho even uses the device he built to yep. get back at Virus, and mm-hmm. um, and the daughter is involved, and she's like leading, guiding yep. the way the whole time too. Yep. And I, it, it's just a perfect culmination. It's it is definitely an out of nowhere climax, but it really ties every piece of the movie together. Yeah. Like super well. I I was even thinking about it at the moment. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, this. This is great. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so fun to watch. Um, while I'm on my critique train, I'll, I'll get my other big critique. I love Rancho as a character. I think he's great. I felt like his power of insight was a little bit too powerful at times. <laughs> Where he just like was almost godlike. And he's like, oh, I know everything about you. And it's like, okay. Like when he's talking to Pia and he's like, he knew it was her mom's watch. That she was like, she, he knew about the old watch. I was like, oh, it was your mom's. And she's like, how'd you know that? And he's like, oh, because... Everything else you're most expensive. Old, yeah. And then see what do you miss your mom? And it's like, bro, come on. Like <laughs> it's a bit a bit too Sherlocky. Um but and there's a couple there's one other thing I can't I'm playing right now with like with Raju, I think, and his like family. And it's like Rancho, I get it, you're great, everyone loves you, and you're very talented. You don't know everything about everybody. <laughs> um but. Yeah, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. I mean, he's undeniably just like a Mary Sue. Yeah, uh, he's incredibly overpowered, but I think <laughs> like thematically, it makes a lot of sense. He mm-hmm. he is the prodigy. His dream is to learn, you yeah. know, and his dream is to be an engineer and in the practical sense, not in the textbook sense, which I think right. they flesh out really well. Uh, the distinction there. Yeah. With, um, yeah. Silencer is the foil. Uh, and yes, yeah, some of the reads are a little goofy, but I, I was OK with it. Yeah. And yeah, it is very satisfying whenever he does kind of invent something. Like it's his introduction, the the peeing on the spoon thing yeah. is great. Love the callback to it later in the movie as well. Um, and then also like when he's in the lecture, or no, when when Virus is given talk about the, the astronaut pen, he's like, why don't they use yeah. pencils? You know, it is like very very smart ways to show who this character is and how he thinks and why he's different. You know, given that's that's like a a really old like. I don't know idiom or or story of mm. like oh why didn't he just use a pencil and um, like I I knew that one so I know where the I knew where the punchline was going. But, oh okay uh, sure. Yeah I, I, I've heard that one before but uh, I and then I I do like because I I've heard the whole well why didn't they just use a pencil but uh, I had I hadn't the uh, virus does come up with pretty yeah. good justification why a pencil is not the right tool for the job. Yeah, um, it does take him the whole movie, and and he gets the the scene in the rain with giving Rancho the pen, which I thought mm-hmm. also was just awesome. But um, yeah, and you knew it was gonna happen, right? But yeah, it was just a matter course. of when and how, and right. it was just very satisfying. And that's a lot of this movie I could see coming. Like 
the moment that Rancho meets Pia, I'm like, oh, they're gonna have together. Like, you can just tell, like, they're giving too much screen time to this woman. Like, she is going to be a main character. But I really like that she wasn't just like a love interest. Like, yeah, she had a ton to do, and she's a great character. She has depth. Um, she has a family that we learn about. You know, she's yeah. uh, uh, she's a doctor, which mm-hmm. you know, it's it's 2009, but that's pretty recent. But still, it's nice to see. It's not always just. Only only boys are doctors. Only boys yep. are engineers. Although, yep. well, they had that scene it was where it's an like, if school, it's, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, when they had that scene too, and they're like asking about like the the gender of the uh, or the sex of the baby, and they're like, oh, we well, talk to an astrologist. And it's like if it's an engineer, that's a boy, and if it's a doctor, it's a girl. Yeah. And they're kind of joking around, but but um, and then I also saw it coming that in the present day, silence are talking about this this scientist he's trying to set up a meeting with. I'm like, oh, it's definitely gonna be Rancho, um, but it's still like really fun to watch. Yeah. You know? So, but I did not see the the twist coming that True. Rancho yeah. wasn't Rancho. You know. That, yeah. That, that when, yeah, when they go to the funeral, they turn and the guy is not even close to Rancho. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, what's what's happening? I was really impressed with that one because I didn't see it coming at all, and I thought it worked super well, mm-hmm. and it heavily emphasized the point um and just built it it re-emphasized all of his character traits Mm -hmm. in a new light yeah and without the silver spoon that was implied so i thought i thought that twist worked really well i too also saw the the him being the scientist coming and doesn't matter it was awesome doesn't matter yeah it's great payoff it had been the whole movie we had gone pretty much without uh, silencer getting his comeuppance and so yeah. it was a nice catharsis at the end. Though the speech was really funny. The speech where they changed oh, the yeah. words was really good. Um, this movie on a whole is is really genuinely funny. Yeah. Not just for one-liners but there's actually just great bits of comedy and the characters play off each other in great humorous ways. Yeah. I, will, I mentioned at the beginning but I do think it takes a while a little bit to get going like when and I, I joked about the slide whistle thing like one of the first scenes is Farhan picks up Raju and he gets he has he gets the card and he has no pants and then it's like the slide looks like wah wah it's like we don't need that <laughs> you don't you don't need to tell me when to laugh and that happened a couple times and it's like oh wasn't that goofy and it's like <laughs> I'm not an idiot like I know when to laugh uh, if it's funny but um, but I agree I think like like I said after the three of them got together it was just so genuine and yeah genuinely funny like I love whenever they go to Raju's house it turns black and white yeah <laughs> like, that was such a funny bit. Even in crisis, that's happening, yeah. which I think was just such a good commitment to. Yeah, to great, great continuity. Also, the this movie has. Uh, I think I've mentioned it in the past. I don't remember in regard to which movie, but this movie definitely has my favorite moped scenes of all time. <laughs> like the one where it's it's Pia and Rancho and paralyzed dad is sandwiched yeah. between them. <laughs> that's so funny. It was like legitimately laugh out loud funny. Yeah, <laughs> but then, it's also like a crisis. You like you yeah. like it's it's such a, a great tightrope act they did for that. And one. then they have the what they have the flashback or it's like a dream sequence where mm-hmm. just like having a romantic dream and then the the paralyzed dad's in the dream. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh. And then of so course good. you had to have the three main characters all sharing a moped, which was yep. another cute and funny mo. I just great application of mopeds. Yep, definitely. Uh, going back to the scene where they find out that Rancho isn't his real name, I also really appreciated because it 
you're, you're saying it emphasizes Rancho's character, which it really does. But I think it also really emphasized Farhan and Raju's characters when the guy pulls a gun on them. Oh, and they're yeah. just like, no, they're just not moving at all. Like, they're, they're there. They know what Rancho would do for them. They're like, no, we're going to figure this out because like, we want to find him. And once you under, once you see their entire backstory, you totally get it. It's like, yeah, they have to do anything for Rancho. Like, they don't care if a guy is pointing a gun right at their face. And I, that moment was, like, very, very powerful to me. Because that's something you see, like, in anime all the time. But anime, everyone's got superpowers and, like, right. plot armor, right? Or in this, it felt, like, very, like, genuinely, like, I was scared, but they weren't scared at all. And that just really worked for me a lot. And then the whole bit about them dumping the urn in the toilet was, was funny as well. That was another good moment for sure. Uh, um, the only, only other note I had was uh, yeah. the scenes of them uh, commuting, driving around India uh, were really gorgeous. The, yeah. the landscape and scenery are just immaculate, and I, I need to go to India. Um, <laughs> everything there is, looks so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, they were running around a lot in the present day, but it was nice to see kind of the other parts of the country and where Rancho eventually kind of settles down is really beautiful. Um, also, that was fun. They had to kind of kidnap Pia from her wedding. Yeah, for the second time. With the same kind game. of unrealistic that she was back with that guy, but it's like, okay, whatever. I'll I'll buy it for the sake of this funny I setup. I mean, it, it could have been like an arrangement. That's true. That's true. So yeah, that's three idiots. I highly recommend it. I'm really happy you watched it. Um, tons of laughs, tons of tears. Like I said, that 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 scene, especially where Farhan's talking to his dad, just wrecked me, man. <laughs> like it was so powerful. Uh, and yeah, I was not expecting to to cry as much as I did, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. Do you have any recommendations based on this movie? I can't. I can't really think of any. I I couldn't either, and I did some googling, and I. I've, Stand by me came up like I feel like that could be kind of a decent uh, comparison. Yeah, of, like it's about friendship, kind of going on an adventure, kind of a thing, and kind of male supportive male friendships, you know. Um, but I also haven't seen it in a long time, so maybe not. Well, there you go. That's three idiots. Uh, before we reveal what we're watching next week, we got a lot of bonus reviews to get to because it's been a minute since Burke and I talked about all of our movie stuff. Um, where do you want to start, Burke? Should we start with the big one? Might as well. All right, so Perk and I both saw Across the Spider-Verse, and I'll tell you what. I saw it first. That must Perk did be see it first. distinguished. I, you know, I, I live with two people now, and we had to coordinate schedules, and we all go together, you know. Um, so I did a, a Dolby screening for the first time. I've been wanting to do a Dolby screen for a while, I've heard about, because there's IMAX, which is, like, really, really big screen, and then Dolby is, like, enhanced, like, HDR, essentially, on the screen, and enhanced sound. Um, it was definitely cool, but it wasn't quite as impressive as I wanted it to be. So I don't know if I'll dish out the extra bucks again. But um, anyway, going into this movie, Into the Spider-Verse is arguably my favorite movie of all time. Um, and I had heard going into this one that it was arguably better. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see. Let's see. And just from the intro, I, we're not going to get into spoilers, but from the intro, how the movie starts with um, Gwen playing the drums I was all in and I really I just fucking love this movie. I thought it was so beautiful and impressive and the music, especially in the score, just like blew me away. Loved all the new characters, loved all the even more creativity and animation than they had in the first movie. Like they just elevated everything about the first movie into this one. And um, yeah, I, I, I want to see it again so bad. I absolutely adored it. 
Um, yeah, I, I thought it was an incredible experience. Um, they Spider-Verse set the bar and pretty much broke a new path for the medium to go down. Yeah. Um, and they set the bar so high no one's come even close. And they they really outdid themselves from an animation standpoint in this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I think I can't say that it's better than Into the Spider-Verse because it's not a whole movie. Right. It's not done yet. And that's, I, that's the big controversy online yeah. is people arguing. Because if you don't know, and this is not a spoiler. I think you should know what's going in. This is a part one. <laughs> there, yes. There's going to be a part two. This is an Infinity it's War. Like 60% it's 60% of the movie. Yeah. Bahubali situation. Yes. Um, and yeah, so like, I agree. I can't say it's better until the part two comes out. And then I'll probably say part, you know, two plus three is better than one. Yeah. Um, I can but say it, it's yeah. a technical masterpiece because it is. Yeah. It's the animation is something otherworldly. But um, and I think also on top of that, I think the characters are good. I think Miles, um, it almost takes kind of a back seat i want to say because i think gwen's character arc is a little stronger mm. um but I, I i like the character dynamics i like the story i think it it's a little stretched uh i think that two hours and 15 minutes is like i was never bored it wasn't mm-hmm. too long or anything but for what is essentially you know two-thirds of a movie it it, it is stretched the story stretched a little bit thin um, but it's it's filled in with great set pieces, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, there yeah, if are, I had to, yeah, go ahead. I was, yeah, if I had one critique, I would say the last 10, 15 minutes probably could have been cut in half. They could have tightened that up a little bit. Because I knew going in it was a part one, so I'm like, where is this going to end? And I felt like they kind of dragged out the last 10, 15 minutes. is a little bit too long for me. Um, but the final... The final shot and the final score that's happening is so fucking hype. Like, I, when we ended, I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, I need this next movie immediately. Like, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I would say, if anything, I'd maybe, I'd skim some of the Miles family drama out of it. Mm. I think that that drags a little bit. But, yeah, there, it, there's not too much fat. It just, it feels, the, the story feels a little bit thin. Although... I think the story is at least where it's set up to be. It's it's much stronger. That was one of my big uh, complaints about Into the Spider Verse. It's um, the story is not as strong as the animation. Uh, it's it's carried by the the technical masterclass that's going on, but the the story is kind of a pretty straightforward Spider Man type story. Um, but in in this one. It takes everything above and beyond. We get extra development on side characters who I didn't even know that we'd be seeing again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's it's broad, and I'm interested to see where everything comes comes full circle in the in the next part. Yeah, where where we leave this and in the movie, the kind of the threads that are set up, I think, are really interesting, and I'm really excited to see kind of where those go. And I'm also I'm very curious about how long the sequel. Is going to be because I don't know if it's I don't know if I can see it being another over two hour like yeah it two, seems like we're ramping up for what like is the, the third act right yeah so I mean maybe it'll just be like an hour and forty five minute long bash 
and yeah, that's which would be fine sick. With me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so in on that. Um, um, but yeah, I know. I totally agree. I loved how much Gwen we got, um, and just and just development of side characters in general. I thought was was very satisfying, and I really like where Miles is at. Like he's grown up a few years. He, I like how his look has evolved, just because he's gone through puberty and you know he looks a little, little bigger. Um, and again, it's hard to talk about stuff getting spoilers, but. Yeah, it, it's such a fun time, and I, I, I want to emphasize again how much I loved the music, um, the the soundtrack and the score. I thought were incredible. I was getting a lot of like Tron Legacy vibes from sure. some of the score. Like uh, that's pretty high praise. Yeah, like Miguel O'Hara. I thought his theme was just insanely good. Um, and then shout out to the fucking end credit sequence, man! Holy shit! I thought that was oh, one of yeah. the best end credits I've ever seen. <laughs> like recent memory. Um, yeah, what a, what a, what an amazing time! I recommend this movie to, to everybody, man. I had uh, I, I have a couple plot related gripes which I can't get into um, because okay. they're spoilery, and we're way too soon to be spoiling this movie. <laughs> um, and then my only other uh, little problem was that a lot of the humor didn't really land for me. Um, mm. The there's a lot of cringe one liners which. Is, is a Marvel staple, but maybe not a lot, but there's a few times where I was like, ugh. Um, and then the two times that the audience I was with actually laughed, uh, the biggest laugh, at, well, actually both, both in the trailer. Um, mm. The the only like belly laugh that the crowd ever got was the Spider-Man point meme, which I had seen 10 times to yeah. that point. Um which, yeah, it's funny, but it loses some of the shine because we've all seen it so many times. And uh, a lot of people, it almost sounded like we're kind of forcing a laugh for it. But, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to laugh here. I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to laugh, but I was definitely smiling a lot because I was just enjoying oh, yeah. I, seeing I, the like, characters interact, you know? Yes. But I do, I will say, I don't know if you had this issue, Perk, but I feel like the, the mix was not great in the theater I saw where, like, the, the dialogue was kind of hard to hear. Sometimes, yeah. especially with characters with strong accents, I'm like, I need subtitles, man. <laughs> I need them. I need them bad. Um, I, uh, I had the, I only only briefly, but I did notice the same. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah what a man! What a great time! Yeah, I'm gonna try to see it again. Definitely week, see it on a big screen. Now, should we switch to the other thing we both watched? Sure. I think you should leave season three. Perk, you're the you're the expert, so I will go to you first. What did you think of this latest iteration? Yeah, I love it. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's more of what I want. It's it's same vein, new directions, a lot of familiar faces that we were all hoping mm-hmm. to see again, a lot of new faces that I was really happy to see for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of just big belly laughs out of me uh, and a few that I know for a fact will grow on me with time. Mm. Like I, I was giggling at him, but I'm like, I'm gonna quote this forever, aren't I? Sure. Like that sure. stuff like that. Um yeah, I had a good time with it. I'm a little bit lower on it. Um I don't know if it's because we're on season three now, but like for me, this season really felt like okay, I've seen everything Tom Rob or Tim Robinson can do. Like I feel like he was playing a lot of characters I've seen him do before and also just a lot of the same character, like guy who takes everything way too literally is like a good chunk of him. And yeah, he takes them in different directions, but it's just like, I, I wasn't seeing a lot of new stuff from him specifically, and I feel like he only played the straight guy in like one sketch this season. Um, so it wasn't, I, I, kinda, I always kind of like the surprise of like, who's going to be the crazy one, but it's like, okay, it's Tim. Oh, it's Tim again. 
It's you know, and, and so it is. I not to say I, did, I didn't enjoy, it, but it's just I, I wanted a little bit more uniqueness. Um, and I also feel like not all of the guest spots were that good. Like I thought Fred Armisen's sketch was a kind of wasted Fred Armisen. Oh, I loved it. I, I wasn't a big fan of that one, unfortunately. I thought but, it was good. And then just like other other characters we've seen before, or actors we've seen before. Again, I wasn't really surprised by the character they were playing. Um, so I just I don't know. Maybe I'm being too you know, armchair quarterbacking, but just, I, I, I just, I really like to see these people in these sketches, like surprise me and do a thing they haven't done before. And it's like, I was just seeing a lot of the same kind of characters. Sure. But, but that being said there, I, I did write down my kind of my top five sketches. Cause I think there are some really, really just incredible ones. Um, the zip line, it hilarious. Yeah. At the, the bachelor. I, I've told off. everyone it's like imagine what would happen if I went on the Bachelor, they made, <laughs> the Bachelorette. They made a sketch out of that. Um, the dog door was <laughs> great idea and really fucking funny. For fifty seconds, I thought that there were there was monsters on the world. <laughs> um, not as like punch your face comedic, but the sitcom taping. I really like the how the direction of that one. I, I like it when. You think the person is crazy, but then everyone else gets on board. Everyone kind gets of. on board, yeah. Kind of like the birthday party in the in season one um, with Steven Yun. Um, I really I like those kind of twists, and also in a kind of similar vein, I really liked the Jason Schwartzman yeah. uh, sketch at the party. <laughs> I that, that was really nice. Yeah, he brought, then, he brought his A game for sure. Yeah, and that was I was really glad to see him, and he did great. And then my number one, of, I think mean, not surprised, the drive through. What a yeah. fucking hilarious idea for a sketch! It just executed perfectly. Like I, I have like it I, on good authority that a friend of mine uh, watched uh, watched that episode while um, inebriated, we'll say, uh, <laughs> and had to pause after the sketch ended to recover from just like two full minutes of just <laughs> crying and laughing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I was laughing so hard when he came through with the order. Yeah, but what what. <laughs> Drove it home for me was when the woman asked, "What's yep. going on?" He's trying to start paying forward line. Also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, why fifty five? Like, I know the fact that they're both on fifty five for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the one you so didn't good. mention, which I think it is sitting currently as my favorite, is the uh, silent actor who oh, has sure. to pay yeah. the audience when he talks. <laughs> Now my audience is all frat bros. Yeah, it's all bachelor parties and frat bros. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's a great time, and I probably will like him more the more I watch him. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of his stuff, at least in past seasons, has yeah grown on me over time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I've seen it twice. I'll probably watch it a few more times. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, all right, let me get my I'll get my last one out of the way, and then I'll let you go off on all, all the right. movies you watch. I just okay. want to quickly mention the new Letterkenny special episode that came out because I didn't know what happened. You you hit me up about it, and it's kind of their Memorial Day slash Queen Victoria, Victoria Day. Yeah. Um, and the reason you texted me because they feature um, some New Zealanders and some Australians showing up and having kind of their slang thrown in the mix of the already ridiculous Letterkenny kind of lingo, and it was just really fun because I. Obviously, I, I studied abroad in New Zealand for six months, so I recognized a lot of the terms they were using. And it was just kind of fun to hear that again. And I, I really, really loved the New Zealand accent. 
Um, so I just had a great time with it. I mean, nothing crazy happens, you know, in the episode. I, I did also love Glenn's storyline, uh, yeah. which was really funny. Um, but yeah, it's another great Letterkenny episode. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's prime. It hits exactly where these specials need to hit. It's just a yep. one-off. They go for a gimmick with the the banter between the Aussies and the Kiwis, and uh, and then yeah, you get some fun side stuff with the the skids, the hockey players, and Glenn. I yeah. overall it's really solid episode. Yeah, great time. All right, Perk, you watch a lot of stuff. Give me the rundown. Yeah, it's been a while, so I've got uh, quite a few. Um, well, I got three more. So I'll start with uh, just last night. Had a movie night with a friend who was in town. We watched a uh, John Cassavetes, I think that's right, mm-hmm. uh, movie. He is credited as um, like the pioneer of the modern American indie movie. So we watched uh, The Killing of a Chinese Bookie from 1976. Mm. And I 100% see where people are coming from with that, the inspiration for indie movies. Um, because the, just the way that the movie is directed, the way that the camera is used is so wildly creative and, and out of the ordinary that Mm. it feels like some little indie joint, um, in, in a really good way. And I think the direction is definitely the best part. Uh, it follows a, uh, the owner of a like cabaret strip club, performance type place who uh gets tied up with gambling debts and has to you know kill a chinese bookie essentially Mm. and (laughs) and, uh all the surroundings around that and his dealings with the mob and uh the story's good it's it's drawn out it takes it takes its time um and it's kind of floaty in that way and Mm. It, it leaves a lot of room for creativity with the direction. Uh, it's incredibly exploitative. And mm. I think that's the point, like mm. at the strip club scenes and some of the ways he uses the camera are pretty on point. Like when the women are dancing up on stage and then they pull away their bra and the, the camera like listlessly drifts down a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it, it's also aged pretty poorly with some uh, language mm. uh, regarding uh, Chinatown and, and mm. the mm. Chinese bookie. Yeah. Uh, but as a an example of really good creative direction, I think it, it definitely holds up. Uh, it's it's maybe a bit long and a bit exploitative, but. Uh, I'm not mad I watched it. Sure, sure. Do you think you'll watch more Cassavetes films? Potentially. In the I, it, it's not top of my list, but my list is incredibly long. So we'll <laughs> see. Um, For sure. All right, next up. I, I had mentioned this movie to you, and I got to see it because it wound up at the theater across the river. Mm. Um, Polite Society. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's about a uh, Pakistani English girl mm-hmm. who is in high school and she has an older sister who's an art school dropout winds up in a pseudo arranged marriage and the guy seems too good to be true. Um, 
and you know she and her friends try to scheme up ways to break them up and for the first two-thirds of the movie i was like oh no i pranked myself this is just a coming of age movie <laughs> mm-hmm. about you know growing up and your sister leaving and and uh and it was up until it wasn't anymore <laughs> and i almost fist pumped because it has so you're probably not gonna watch it i don't know if it's gonna stream anywhere or whatever hopefully yeah it's uh it goes a little uh, sorry to bother you in the final. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is awesome. Uh, and I, I forgot to mention, but the main character, the teenage girl, her dream is to be a stunt woman. Mm, that's uh, awesome. So a lot of this movie is like martial art focused, and, and mm-hmm. she's like, she has a YouTube channel where she posts martial arts moves. And hell yeah. Uh, yeah. It it is it is really awesome. It's kind of a peek into a a little bit of like Pakistani English culture and it's incredibly well acted um, on all fronts. And the story really throws you for a loop in the last third. And I'm so glad it did because it way up to my opinion of the movie. Uh, Cause it's not bad. I, a lot of coming of age movies aren't bad. I've just, I've seen They're just kind of standard. Yeah. 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 Um, and this one says, Nope, Nope. We're <laughs> going for it. And I, I love it. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I want to check it out. Hopefully, like I said, it comes to streaming soonish. All right, and then I, I got I, one more. I think one more. Okay. Yeah. Um, so last, this was I went to three movie Tuesdays in a row. I'm on a roll. Hell yeah. Um, I went and saw uh, the new Julie Louis Dreyfus movie. Oh, you yeah. hurt my mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a she is an author. Um, you know, an older. Uh, author who she and her husband have a amazing marriage and like almost they're almost too close mm-hmm. uh, but at one point he lets it slip that he doesn't like her new book at all while she just happens to be like sneaking up behind him to surprise him and mm-hmm. uh, and they uh, have a bit of a fallout and uh, not a fallout really just kind of they it's them working through that and they have a young adult son who's also working through his own relationship problems. It's hard to summarize really. Um, yeah. but it's very good. I, I really enjoyed it. Is uh, the overall like theme hopeful or cynical? I would say hopeful. Okay. Uh, I don't think it leans too far in either direction. I think it's almost, mm. the movie's almost kind of a little incidental. Mm. Um, and also quite funny, like a lot of great humor. And I think Julie Louis-Dreyfus is obviously awesome at that. Yeah. Uh, her co-star, Tobias Menzies, I think is his name. I was unfamiliar. He was mm. great. He was, was very awesome. funny. He plays a, he's a, a therapist mm. and uh, he has one couple um, who, they're coming to him for marital advice and they've been doing so for a couple of years and I, I, I'm unfamiliar with the woman but the man is David Cross oh uh, sure and they have just a fantastic like go between um, <laughs> and they have a super awesome end to their uh, to their arc in the movie as well it's just yeah it's light uh, it's inoffensive you know mm. it's it doesn't really dig too deep in. We're talking about a, a therapist and an, a published author. Mm. So they they mm. live pretty well. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for something that isn't going to really bum you out, uh, but you might also not jump for joy, uh, I would highly recommend it. I think I rated it pretty highly. I, I was a big fan. But I almost forgot. <laughs> I got a story out of this. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, at, at the theater. So I went over there. It's Movie Tuesday, so tickets are cheap and um, and concessions are cheap. So mm-hmm. I got like a water and a, a medium popcorn with butter. Apparently, the concessions worker got a little excited with the <laughs> butter mm-hmm. uh, because uh, about two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through the movie, I put down my popcorn bucket from where it was sitting, my lap. And it turns out that the butter had fully bled through the bottom of the popcorn bucket. Oh, no. And pooled up where it was sitting, which was my lap. Yeah. Um, So just a huge, (laughs) giant, dark stain right over my lap and and Mm -hmm. on my my shirts and everything and yep uh and then i got to enjoy my mile long walk home across a <laughs> heavily densely populated walking bridge uh in broad daylight um and uh looking like i look at looking like i pissed myself the whole time that's fantastic yeah <laughs> do you and think I, it was too much butter or was it a faulty bucket it was 100% too much butter can confirm. <laughs> I checked. There was like, there were there was standing butter in the bottom of the bucket. Um, and That's yeah, so I, I'm still working on it. I'm hoping that my shirt and shorts aren't permanently ruined, but yeah. so far, to I, be determined. I mean, the bucket doesn't smell like butter for a few washes, I would Forever, yes. assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're... Oh, uh, man terrible stains and you can't really wear shorts that are stained like that unless you call them calico cut (laughs) calico cut jeans look it up well i'm glad you're able to go to the movies and i'm sorry that they 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 fought back a little bit yeah they're sick of me over (laughs) there i guess (laughs) get a membership you dummy you come here enough i actually did end up getting an amc membership because they if you it's 15 bucks a year and they waive the online convenience fee, Ooh. which was going to be eight bucks. So I'm like, if I do this twice, it makes its money back. Uh, so I'm going to probably do that going forward nice. for the year. But anyway, that yeah, is our I usually, show. I usually just buy in person because no one goes to see the movies that I watch. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. Uh, well, that's our show for this week. Thank you, everyone, so much uh, for watching or listening. Uh, if you like our show, tell your friends about it and come watch the movies with us. We try to post every Friday on YouTube and podcast services. Also, check out our uh, our TikTok if you haven't. I try to post some clips on there from the show and talking about different movies and shows we watch. So uh, check that out. But yeah. Uh, oh, I got to tell what we're doing next yeah, week. Yeah, we got to tell them what we're watching Sorry, next I'm week. Sorry, like, I'm forgetting something. So next week, we are following the man, Amar Khan, to another movie he did a little bit before 3.8. It's called Like Stars on Earth. And that will be on Netflix. So next week, Like Stars on Earth on Netflix. But until then... Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.